How are you helping change the world around you? Welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Dea, where you are invited to share your gifts and to, above all things, love most. Brought to you by Dea Music Ministry. For more information on how to be a guest, please visit www.deamusicministry.net. That's www.deamusicministry.net. Hi, Miss Dea. How are you doing? I was a little muted there for a second, a little technical difficulties, but I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm um, excited to be here. Thank you for having me. That is wonderful. So uh, before I start, I wanted to introduce everyone to this incredible, beautiful inside and out, super talented <laughs> woman, young woman, I should say, Terry Reeves. So welcome and thank you for joining me today for the Love Most, the podcast with Dea. I wanted to tell people a little bit about you. So I have a short bio that I wanted to share before we start our interview. So you are a theater, TV and independent films actress, a Hollywood actress. Uh, some of your works include Netflix, um, The Punisher, ABC's Once Upon a Time, NBC's Chicago Fire, Hulu's Battleground. Uh, you are a producing member of Chalk Repertory Theater, which, you know, that's you have a lot, do a lot of theater as well as TV. I am so impressed that you are a black belt in Brazilian uh, Jiu Jitsu. I think that's incredible. I don't know anyone who's a black belt on anything. Um, and you are the creator and founder of Embrace Your Beauty blog, which is something that it's really, it's really touched me in a very deep way. You have a wonderful platform, a wonderful message. I think that you sort of have a perspective from real world and the life as an actress, as TV, when things aren't real, even though we could portray things about real life. So I have a lot of questions for you and everyone you're in for a treat. She's amazing. So, as I've said before, you're an actress, but you also have a very important mission to inspire, inspire women in accepting who they are as real people. You know, it's about being real. It's about being honest. It's about being comfortable in, with who you are. And my question for you is, I wanted you to, to share with us where your concept of beauty comes from now as a point of reference. So I'm talking about where you started with the concept of beauty, concept of beauty, but from your experiences and your perspective, not from what you did, but from where you, from who you are, based on perhaps your childhood, was it during the teen years? When did you become aware of the concept of beauty and what does that mean to you? You're interviewing me like I interview my late lady. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot here, but go ahead. Um, yeah, so as a, as a child, I was told I was beautiful, which I understood to mean my outward appearance. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew up, I wanted more affirmation from typically men mm -hmm. um, that I was beautiful in my outward appearance. So 
for whatever reason, and I don't think I'm um, alone in this, maybe it's the media or just the way that our culture in um, America defines it, um, beauty was about the outside, right? And people would somehow, and your insides are gorgeous too, and you're so smart and blah, blah, blah. But that's all empty stuff, empty stuff, empty stuff, right? Mm. I wanna be told I'm pretty so I'm chosen, mm. especially by a man, especially so I can have that romantic, you know, whatever, and then be swept off my feet. Um, and, and, that's, and that was a, <laughs> a harmful, um, I think, definition. It was empty mm. and it was, um, fleeting and it was not um god's design am i allowed to talk about god on here absolutely it's an inclusive platform i'm welcoming okay. you know you and i are very you know we agree on 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 our spirituality as well we believe in god but again it's a platform where we're going to share you know it's everything it's inclusive so yes absolutely right thanks Bea. so also growing up i had a relationship with god with um, Jesus Christ was the version that I, um, oh, Jesus Christ is, is God was what I grew up with. Okay. Also the message that he accepted me mm. to me and he created me because he wanted to know me and be in relationship with me. So that was also a message in my head about acceptance, which made me feel beautiful. Right. Mm. As I mm -hmm. grow, um, older, the more I, need to and I'm learning to and he is leading me to understand that my beauty comes from being chosen and created by a greater power that has purpose for me and loves me in all of my entirety mm -hmm. you know pimples warts a, a beautiful hair I you know, all of the all of the outsides good okay. or, there's no good or bad it's all right. it's all love um, and it will decay right that's part of aging mm -hmm. but more importantly, it's that soul um, acceptance. And that's where my beauty comes from. And that's where some of my ugliness comes from. And then there's sort of um, a transformation of that ugliness into beauty or in, um, embracing what's going on with the ugly, being aware of it and healing from it, acknowledging it, and then, um, and then repairing it and cloaking it in sort of a bright, sunshiny, um, I love that you said that actually, because I think beauty is all of it, just as you said, you know, it isn't one perfect thing. It's actually less about perfection, right? right? And what's real is not perfect and perfect is not real. So it is very important to make that distinction because there is, of course, you know, being on, you know, watching the media, you could get confused. You know, you could yeah. place yourself in a different space. Who gave them the authority to define what perfect and what beautiful and what pretty exactly. was? Exactly. Authority. Exactly. So I wanted to ask you something that actually has come up for me. I grew up with some of your um, background in terms of the concept of beauty is very similar to mine, but I did encounter at some point in my life a feeling of guilt as well. And that had to do a little bit with, you know, if you feel beautiful because someone else said you're beautiful and then you have conflicts with how you feel about yourself. Um, you, I kind of had a stage where self-pity, where I felt bad that, you know, about certain things. But then I realized there were other women in the world that were around my circle and beyond my circle that had a much harder life than I had. So my question to you is, if you have experienced that where other people have a much harder predicament than yours, did that impact the way you felt? Did that impact the way the way you 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 were feeling about your own self image? Hmm, that's a that's a fascinating question. 
Um, our experiences are all individual and they need to be as interpreted that way so that we are allowed to have our own space to grieve and grow or celebrate and be joyful. Um, my exposure to other people's struggle and grief was actually, um, gosh, it didn't, it didn't give me guilt. It broke my heart. Okay. Um, and maybe there is guilt there, I'm not sure, but what it was, all I felt towards people um, struggling was a need to connect. And that maybe is that soul part of me. Okay. That, like, we're all the same, mm -hmm. we're humans. Okay. So our beauty is so not about all of this, but it is all about all of this because that's what makes us unique. Mm -hmm. And someone out there said like this color hair, whatever this size is beautiful, but they're full of crapola. Um, and we all get to be beautiful, so let's join together and all be beautiful together. But I, I mean, I don't want to minimize um, their experience, and and I don't think I did. I, I think I just wanted to join in with them. Okay, um, make um, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I actually think it's a good thing to talk about because I had at the time not the ability to make that distinction, and it created a little bit of guilt until I tapped into what you exactly just said, you know, that it makes you a little more aware of your surroundings. And then if you are, you're more likely to feel a part of the whole, a part of a whole connection with other women, not just separate us from struggles because we really are all individuals that have different set of circumstances, but running across people who have issues, I don't know, it humbles us in some way, right? It gives us the opportunity to say, wow, I am blessed in many ways and also desire that other people would have the same thing. Therefore, generating a greater compassion for our community of women. I think that that's definitely both, created more strength. It, I found strength in it as opposed to later on when I understood what it meant. So I totally relate. Do you think that looking good affects feeling good? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and, and I want to go back and because you said something that made so much sense just then. Um, it's not, it, I wanted to minimize my physicality a lot of the times, not because I felt guilty, but because I wanted to be known for myself as a person, not because of the way I looked. And so some, for a while, and even still, I don't typically wear makeup or I put on makeup for today. Uh, <laughs> or even brush my hair. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes I just wear things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, baggy clothes or whatever. And, and again, I'm defining beauty by um, outward appearance. But I think that's what you were speaking to mm -hmm. is people that are born with maybe things that aren't deemed culturally beautiful. So I tried to minimize, hide the way I looked. Okay. And I don't think God or wanted me to do that. And I don't think that's necessary either. But focusing on the things about myself that make me beautiful, not my outward appearance, I think is And what was the question you just asked me? As the I question was, does looking good affect me? And by the way, I wore makeup today for you as well. <laughs> I don't usually wear makeup either, so it's just for today. wearing makeup. No, it's okay, it's nothing wrong, but I, I like you choose to be more natural and not put so much focus on beauty, even though one could think otherwise, but that's not really how I feel. Um, the question was, does looking good affect feeling good? Right, right. And, and and it's funny that we bring up makeup because I know I have friends that feel good when they've done their face, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's connected to feeling like um, 
they physically look good or if it's just something where they it's self-care like when i take a hot bath i feel beautiful right mm -hmm. rested i feel beautiful so yes our outward appearance to me this also answer me personally okay I feel good when I've taken care of myself okay. and that includes physically taking care of myself. If I have bathed, if I have exercised, if I have done all of those things that I mentioned um, in the way that I like to do them, that is individual and unique to me. And that is, is representative of me and, and feeds my insides. Then yeah, my outsides affect my insides. Okay. Okay. It makes sense. So we talked a little bit about culture, right? We just said that maybe the way the culture, defines them as beautiful. So we know that culture definitely influences the concept of beauty and self-perception. Um, I wanted to see if there was some way that you could tell me, uh, when do you think culture impacts this, the sense of self-perception in a negative way? When it, when it defines for us, what we are to look at as normal, okay and beautiful and what we are to look at as ugly or okay. right so okay. right that's so I think what i love about the keywords there were when it defines for us mm -hmm. right because that's what it is it's taking that liberty the freedom for you to find yourself through your experiences and i know because i come from brazil so the culture definitely has an impact on the way we dress the way we're supposed to look or the expectation of being a brazilian woman oh you know there's all that hype about it and that yeah. really impacts a per person um i i felt anyway in my situation it did and i'm sure that it, i'm not it's not unique to me it's an experience that we see all over with different cultures that are more strict or uh, you know maybe a little more open there's all kinds of things that go with it um what i wanted to talk about now it's how um fitting in the industry standards right because you are on tv and i know this is a subject that's a little maybe a little hard to talk about but i want people to know i want people to know that experience because i wanted to know uh what's different for you now right because obviously you've always been involved with theater and tv but obviously in the process you also matured and grew into who you are today and your concept of beauty today versus what it was before so talk about fitting into that standard and how you are now how do you deal with that now but also what it was initially how did you find yourself in it or didn't lose yourself in it for that matter yeah i um great question Daya. uh i walked into theater school um, in love with my body and accepting my body for what it was. And I was, I don't know how many pounds heavier because I don't own a scale, but I know I looked different and I carried more weight and I ate differently. Um, and I was made aware that the way I looked was not going to help me build a career in Hollywood. One by some of my classmates that were ahead of me and had entered into the Hollywood mm -hmm. um, industry. And then once I got to Hollywood by one of my um, team, uh, I have an agent and a manager and, you know, I don't know if they talk to each other, but the manager called me one day and said, hey, look, if you want to play the leading ladies, uh, you got to lose five to 10 pounds. Sorry, darling. I know it really sucks to hear this. And I was, um, I was devastated, but said, 
screw this. I can, I can, fine, I can play by their rules. Mm -hmm. I wish I had said, bugger off, I'm gonna be me. But then I don't think I would have booked the jobs that I have if I hadn't made that physical change. So there's the reality of my story. Um, so I lost, I went on a, a diet. I lost, I don't know how much weight, but some, an amount of pounds, five to 10-ish pounds, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Started booking roles. That's when I started booking roles, mm -hmm. um, bigger roles. And then after that, I, um, I was in a prison of obsessing about maintaining the way I looked so that I could continue to book those roles. Okay. And that was, um, that was tough. And I got a personal training license. So I knew how to work out and like diet in a way that was healthy, right? I wanted to do it in a healthy way. I, I didn't develop um, traditional eating disorders, anorexia or bulimia, but I had an obsession about control which you know sometimes can fall into disorder, um, um, depending on how folks talk about it. But it was just, I, I was doing it in a healthy way, okay. but my mind wasn't healthy. And so my body wasn't healthy. And so I don't know if I've answered your question. I can go on and on, but my body- No, became, you did, you did, yeah. you did answer. I think what, what I wanted to know, you know, then versus now. So what are you now? Oh, now. At base. <laughs> Uh, a beautiful mess of uh, all of those things still swirling okay. around my head. I've learned to, so my body stopped working when I was, I, I worked out so much and was so anxietal about my food and working out that I mm -hmm. uh, lost my period, right? Okay. For three years. Wow. <laughs> I had to go into, and, and the anxiety was not just about my body, it was about um, being accepted, right? By, it, right. So I had to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still in therapy. And it's a lot about self-acceptance and examining the wounds from my childhood that led me towards needing other people to tell me I'm beautiful. Right. Mm. Beautiful inside and out. Okay. And, and, um, and so where I am now is the anxiety has subsided. I work out because I love it and I like it. And I still eat very healthy and plenty of food. But I do think about the portions where I sometimes go, stop, Terry. And then other times I just enjoy myself. So I'm still in that. Um, uh, I still have a war going on inside. But my period has come back. Um, I'm much more grounded. And I'm day by day learning to accept myself um, in, in my entirety, in my, in my mess. That's great. So it's great. It's really lovely. Um, and I think it's probably one of those things where it is a process, right? Healing, healing from something is never a final destination. You know, it's a process that is ongoing. And I think along the way we find, we find the support, we seek the support. I think the importance is awareness, right? Because nothing ever changes until we do, right? Yeah. Nothing is ever, and until we do, then nothing stays the same, you know? So I think that's the beauty of life. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is positive feedback, because positive feedback can be a weapon, as, is, as it is It is wonderfully, it, it is definitely needed. I mean, everyone should have someone who is in love with them, who is praising them and, 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 and cherishing them and saying how wonderful they are. However, positive feedback can be destructive. Mm. Right? Don't you think that sometimes, do you think that it can pull someone away 
from how they truly feel about themselves. If, if they're being praised for body parts, if they're being praised for skin color, I used to say either white, rich, or beautiful, or all three, or at least two of them. And that's how I felt in the world. You know, I'm nor black, nor white. I, okay, so I'm pretty. They say I'm beautiful, but I'm not rich. So you try, it, I think it's such a, a weird place, you know, when you have to actually put yourself in a sort of um, label, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being. So yes, it was positive feedback. You're beautiful, but was it in a way that was destructive to me? Was it destructive to you? I think um, we can, we, we have a choice about how we intake what people say, their feedback, right? But, you know, growing up, I didn't know how to set boundaries. And so right. a lot of the positive feedback was, um, became destructive. My obsession with maintaining that positive feedback, which became an obsession with maintaining the way I looked, mm -hmm. um, was unhealthy. And then I learned that, or uh, that, and um, I lost my train of thought there, Dea. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah what you learned, we're talking about how when you were younger, you didn't know how to channel that. In other words, it, you got right. the positive feedback, but that again turned because you're now seeking to, to maintain what you had and it was destructive in some way. No, I got that. Uh, I just felt I have a point to make and I've, and I've lost it. But to answer your question, positive feedback can be destructive. Mm -hmm. um, if you're praising people, I, t I try not to say, hey, gorgeous, hey, you're so beautiful to little girls, right? You have, or, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. or if you do, you, you include, and you're so smart or you're so strong or, okay. right. I, I, um, there's an extra awareness there that praise of the way someone looks, um, gets translated into they are worthy of something. Right. Absolutely. And I was going to say that I was going to touch on the fact that I think particularly young girls, uh, who will become women. See, we, we've gone through our pain and we got, we arrived here as adults and we're able to go back and, and, and make sense of all of it. But I think now, especially in the day to day where the kids are so much more exposed, they have access to everything on the internet and they see themselves on social media or see other people being perfect with lips and nose jobs at age 12, you know, oh. and they're trying to change who they are at that age when they didn't even know who they are. And I yeah. think it's all about having the balance is, do you know, do you have the tools to make certain distinctions, distinctions? Are you old enough to make those distinctions? Because right. it really is about maturity. So right. I think beauty, beauty to be embraced in the proper way, perhaps, you know, it's a season. You have to be in that season of understanding, that season of maturity, even be mature enough to go back and look at things that were weaponized against yeah. you, you know? So it is a, it is a, a in itself, such an incredible, uh, vast concept because it, it has culture that affects it. It has your environment, your home life, or your upbringing. So many things can influence that. And then within that, within that, everyone should have at least one person who's crazy about them, who's gonna see all of their beauty outside and inside, but yeah. with the healthy balance, right? With the, with the right uh, distinctions in place. Um, do you think that someone who has inner beauty, how, okay, so let me let me try to phrase this differently because the question was, can someone possess inner beauty and still feel insecure, right? Because there's a lot of people, yes. there are a lot of people who are insecure, but maybe they don't see their beauty. What do you think of that? Uh, can someone have inner beauty and be insecure? Yes, we, we are living, as you said, we're in process. 
Mm -hmm. and um and insecurity doesn't have to be unbeautiful it's just the truth about someone Ooh, i love that label right insecurity doesn't have to be unbeautiful i love that that's a t-shirt <laughs> i love that <laughs> hopefully um you're able to work on and work through because we we are worthy of feeling secure about who we are and loved and accepted as you said but yeah. it doesn't mean insecurity is un unbeautiful it's just unhelpful um, and not, you know, and maybe based on lies that we were told or that we learned or that we believed, you know. Yes. Uh, now, so now I want you to segue deep, go deep into your your, your blog now because you have Embrace Your Beauty uh, blog and I it's a platform. You have a beautiful mission. Can you tell us, can you tell everyone what you do with your blog? What is your mission? What is your your vision with this incredible platform? I want to have an open, honest, and safe discussion space for people to come, mostly women, but I just interviewed a woman who doesn't identify as a woman, she just doesn't identify. Mm -hmm. um, I want it to be a place where we can bring our hurts, bring our thoughts that um, we don't know if they're right or wrong, right? And without having to define them that way, Okay. have an open forum where we can share our stories. And I, and I um, interview women and then transcribe our interviews so that they are anonymous. So they feel they can share, they can be as open with their stories and their struggles and their triumphs as they can without editing. Because a lot of, I think, what we do in interactions with each other is, I know I do. I edit because I want it to sound um, better or present well. Mm -hmm. This time, the people, if they're anonymous, I feel like it gives them permission, right? So I interview these people, I post their um, their stories on my website, and people can read them. Yeah. Um, and there's also a resources page where you can listen to podcasts that I recommend or books that I've read on the subject of um, embracing your beauty or embracing who you are. Um, and and I. I think that's it. Yeah. Do I have a, oh, I have a page where I share my story. Um, but some of the, what's incredible about the website and that it took on a life of its own uh, with was these women are more brave and more honest than I would ever have expected. And some of the stories that they share, they're doing it on purpose so they can help other women. And, and it's just like mind blowing how much love there is for other people. And mm -hmm. I found in my life, I have to, I feel like I have to hide and deal with myself all on my, on my own. And there are so many people that want to embrace a community here right. and be part of a community. And so I guess it's become an opportunity to, for people to be in a community of women exploring this subject. Mm. I think it's, you know, I, I love it because, and I have read through your website quite extensively. I mean, I've, oh. I do my research, I read about you and, and I see the things that you add and the stories that are there. And, you know, honestly, I feel like it's a movement because it's a place where people are given, literally say they feel they have the permission to be free. It's yeah. not about judgment. So when you ask your questions uh, for your interview, um, I feel that it's, it, there's no right or wrong way of answering. It's really about that person in that moment, in that experience. And that is extremely valuable because like I said, you know, with the Love Most, the podcast, 
I always felt there was so much judgment, you know, and, and yeah. public shaming. So yeah. there, we need these platforms that are open and inclusive, not exclusive. Even within our own spirituality, our own love for God, we can say, you know, not everyone has Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but it's okay because Jesus loved everybody. He was inclusive, not exclusive. So we are called to love most. And when I saw it, when I see your blog, I think it is called Embrace Your Beauty, but it translates to me as love. Mm. You know, for me, it was love. For me, it was, hey, you're given an opportunity to sit in this space of love, love yourself, love your life, love even the things that are broken, love the, the imperfections, love your pimples, like you say, love everything <laughs> about you. You know what I mean? Each of us decide how we want to be beautiful and that's okay too. It's different yeah. for everybody. Some yeah. people are more comfortable with certain things, you know, non-invasive procedures or, or yeah. invasive procedures. Some people don't want to do anything about it. They are comfortable with their nose that has a bump. They're comfortable with their skin that's not perfect. And again, it's, it's really a platform that is so incredibly beautiful because it translates into love. And I just love it. Every time I see an inter I read an interview, um, you know, I feel that it there is, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I'm going to share this and I decided I debated whether I should share about it or not. But I was interviewed on your on your blog and I know it's an anonymous thing. And I did say to you once, hey, do I have to hide who I am? Do I have to not reveal? But the yep. reason why I'm revealing is because there was it, it was so empowering to have the place to speak. And yes, you want to influence people without, you know, maybe it's, it's well, some people don't want to say who they are, right? Sure. But I, I just knew for sure, if anybody read my interview, they wouldn't know it was me because there were so many details about where I grew up and this and that situation. But the thing is, I wasn't sure at first that I would be comfortable revealing it. And remember, I asked, do we have to reveal, don't you? And you said, no, it's, you don't have to reveal who you are. But I said, well, and I thought maybe I wanted to reveal who I was. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to follow what the protocol of the website is or what the blog is. But for this interview, I thought, you know, I may reveal it because, and I am revealing it because again, it had an impact on me in such a, and it was beyond the interview. After mm -hmm. the interview was over, I had to think about it. And then when I read it, it was all in writing. I had to think about it again. And I said, you know, this was an opportunity that fell perfectly into the season that I was in. And sometimes I wonder, you know, a lot of times you create, so you create a platform, women have the opportunity to speak and answer questions. They're expressing themselves. But I am certain that beyond that point, other things showed up. Things started showing up for me. I start thinking, okay, we talked about this. Oh, look at this. I would see a post, you know, I remember I was talking to you about how I feel that flaws are weaponized, right? We feel that we are so like, trained now to protect ourselves from perfection that we end up focusing now on the flaws and making them be out there in such a way that now we're exposing ourselves. Yeah. There are so many layers to beauty and yeah. so many layers in, in which we express beauty about our own sense of comfort, our own self-esteem. So it became really a conversation in my head. And I'm thinking, this is not just a blog, it's a movement. <laughs> It goes beyond what you do in there. I mean, I think it's incredible. And you have such a powerful voice as well because you come from different places. You know, you've been where the world was perfect. Let's quote that on TV and, and theater where everything is rehearsed. And then there is real life. And I think that it just makes it so much more valuable that you're coming from the other place as well. Because a lot of us might have a concept of beauty based on our upbringing only or our culture. 
you have that other aspect, that other layer that many of us don't have. I've seen behind the curtain. I know how. Exactly, exactly. And the things you can't unseen, right? That also define, it help define who you are today, but more importantly, create the, foster the desire to bring other people into it, to discover the things that you had the opportunity to discover, maybe not through the same experiences, but now they have a platform. So I think that's really amazing. Can you tell everyone, I did put your blog on there. I know that you have a website as well, and that's where people can find you, right? Um, well, that's I, 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 go ahead. I'm up now, it's just the acting website with my real, the terryreeves.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but the other one, which is this one, that's where people can read your blog, correct? And okay. I would Dea, do you want to um, provide your readers the link to your interview? Or do you want to just let them scroll and find? Well, they can find it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would have to provide the link. That's right. Because my name is not on there. So they wouldn't know. But you would have to read through hundreds of them. I, you know, actually, this is what I want to say. Let's put out an invitation for women that are listening today yeah. that you do go into this website and read the interviews because it, there is such a, 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 a diversity in yeah. our experiences in there. But in some strange way, we're all connected. There is yeah. one common theme and you're gonna find it when you read it. So we all have different experiences. We all express it differently, but there is a common theme in there that's very apparent when you start reading, okay? And so I think it's super important. Um, you know, yeah, maybe I'll share the, 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 the link as well on my website. I actually should Just do leaving that. A little, you're leaving the carrot for them. Go read. Yeah, no, and I should, I want them to read it because if I say go roll in my interview, then they won't read the rest. And I think that for women that are seeking deeper, for women who are willing to grow and are willing to, to listen to what, what are the people talking about, it's really important to look through all the interviews and read it. You're going to be blessed. I mean, it's an incredible platform. I think, listen, you are an amazing blessing. Um, I'm so blessed to have you uh, here in this interview today. And um, I know that we will continue to connect. You know, I want everyone to please look up um, embraceyourbeautyblog.com with Terry Reeves. Find out a little more about her mission. I just, I just want to give less credit to me because you said I've started a movement or I'm in, I, I am riding the wave of a movement that was already started and none of my ideas are original. It's the women that are, are doing their brave work. So no, you know, and I, I, it's okay. I get that point. I, I get it that, you know, I worked on a project once that was already being done around the world, but here's the thing. What makes it special is that you did it. <laughs> That's what it is. And for all of us who have listened, all of us could sit here and say, it's already been done, but it takes a lot to actually put yourself into it. And that's the beauty of it. You are in your own way, your own beauty is unique. So that is absolutely an original product to me. I see it as even though the concept is, oh yeah, life is ever, there's a, I always say, you know, you will go buy a towel. There's a hundred hooded towels, but there was that one towel that's perfect for you. And I think this is unique to you. You know, this is your blog. This is your movement. This I is your it. movement. And in spite of being a, 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 and the whole point is too, that you're inspiring other people to look at the same things, you know, and do the same. Um, I know that everyone will, will look it up and I'm happy about that. Um, so let me see where we are on time. Okay. I like to keep my, my podcast to 40 to 45 minutes. I did have one last question for you. And that question is if you could give advice to young Terry, Terry, young Terry, oh. you as a teenager, 
as a young woman, maybe between teen to about early um, womanhood, what would you say? Because I want people who are watching or who will watch this later to 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 see what what would you tell them? What did you tell yourself? Because I think that's the thing. If you could go back to that time when beauty was weaponized, you know, you were saying that you know the positive feedback was more of a something that ended up harming you. What could you say to yourself? You are worthy of love and acceptance just for who you are. You are worthy. Okay, that's an amazing message. And you know, I often say that feeling worthy is actually the portal to more blessings. Until mm -hmm. we learn how to be, how to act like a worthy recipient, until we do that, we will not be able to access all of the wonderful things that are in store for us. Many times people sit and they don't feel good enough or mm -hmm. worthy of certain things, worthy of love, whatever it may be. And yet there are so many things around them that are blessings, but they can't see it. They can't access it. They're so too it's really badly about themselves to even turn out and love others because they're just absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, I mean, look, at the end of the day, once you feel worthy and you feel deserving, um, there's no entitlement, you know, there's no entitlement. There is. Everybody's worthy. Everybody. Everybody's worthy. It's a, it's a place of acceptance too, where you can be free accepting just the way you are. I know it's, it has more layers to it and it's a little more complicated, right? When we try to put it in real time in real life, real world, we'll be told different things. But again, how important it is to know that. And everyone finds that in a different way. You know, we know for us, our spirituality is super important. Um, we have found ourselves within him, but other people don't have that tool or they don't want that tool. But there's many ways in which you can get there. It's just that it's beautiful to see that we can be the light that invites and says, hey, it can be done. Because I'm sure that when people meet you, they say to you, what is it about her? I want that. I want to know how she got there. And in spite of the struggles, because listen, a part of the beauty of it is that you can actually say, hey, it wasn't perfect. I did something recently and I was like, I don't want anybody. I'm part of a group of women. And I was telling them, hey, a couple of people said they, they made a lot of mistakes. I said, I want to be like me, me too, <laughs> because we need not to feel alone in those moments. Yeah. You know, If it takes you that enough courage to reveal that you made mistakes, somebody else should say, hey, I'm here. You're not by yourself. And, and, it's and to know that you're not alone. Yes. And, and, you know, people might, people do want to know what, what, what it is that you have, especially if you're going to reveal something that they'll be able to relate to because it's not perfect, because it was broken, because it was ugly, it was bad. And then people will say, okay, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. No matter if it's imperfect, it doesn't matter. Right. So I think, again, you know, what a beautiful platform you have. And I thank you for being here with me today. Uh, please, everyone, follow my journey at Daya Ministry on Instagram. You can click on my bio and click on all the links of my music, my website, the podcast. Um, we can't wait to see you. Uh, the next interview will be on July 6th. I have an incredible guest from London. We're talking, believe it or not, a little bit about beauty, too, but in a different way, a different aspect of beauty. Um, that was it. So thank you. God bless everyone. Have a great day.